Hello everybody, this is Captain Katz. And we are Katz. Alright, and welcome back to the show. We got a lot to talk about, so we're just going to get to it. First thing we're going to start off with is some Cyberpunk 2077 news. And it's two of them, two for the price of one. So first and foremost, they're already set a release for episode three of Night City Wire. CD Project Red stated that it's going to be this Friday at its usual time. So it would be the so like for the first and second episode here in the West Coast, and uh, it's it was like around ten in the morning. So it's going to be the that same. Be, that would be uh, one o'clock Eastern. Mm-hmm. So for so it's usually the same time from the first from episode one and episode two. So for episode three, it's going to be the same time. It's going to be this Friday, and I think they're going to be talking about more of the gangs in this in the series in the uh, in the game. So that's going to be interesting. I hope we get to see more gameplay. We get to see what interactions and what course of actions um, will happen with if you were to affiliate with one gang that hated another gang, or you know, like one gang doesn't really care unless later down the road some actions or some things will happen and be like you know, knock knock. Hey, we heard you you know busted some skulls in. Yeah, we're not gonna let that slide. Oh, or, or something random that involves them, like you know, you probably you know beat up some homeless guy on the street, but it turns out he was connected to one of those ruthless games. And yeah. Like, hey, look at our homie. Recognize him? Mm-hmm. We're gonna do you in, pal. <laughs> yeah. See, you may never know. Unless you do a mission for us, you know. That's yeah. See, it. something like that. Yeah. So um, yeah, I can't wait to see that, and hopefully we get to see more gameplay. And another, and another uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven news is coming from a out well, a different source. So um, European magazine Cyber is coming out with the front cover, then none other than the feature one of the feature characters of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Lizzie Wizzy. For many of you who don't know who Lizzie Wizzy is, she is a full cybernetic singer um, and does play an important role in the game. So it's not only in the game, but also in the lore as well. She play, she uh, she does have uh, some relevance in the lore and everything like that. But So I hope we get to see Lizzie Wizzy this Friday. Is she going to sing and stuff like that? Yes. I hope so. I hope she does because that would be awesome. You know. Um, and if you get a chance, um, you can order a digital copy of Cyber for £4. Um, if you want the physical copy, it's £10. I don't know if they can ship it out, you know, due to uh, what's going on in the world right now. But I will definitely will try and find myself a copy and get it because... How the way uh, Lizzie Wizzy looks looks phenomenal. Uh, looks really great. So cannot wait for that. Okay, so moving right along from Cyberpunk 2077, we are going to talk about two big news, breaking news events that that's going to, let's just say, impact everybody one way or another, whether you like it or not. So, 
Uh, first, we're going to talk about is NVIDIA and SoftBank. So, uh, many people don't know SoftBank is. SoftBank is a big Japanese firm company that ha that invests in a lot of tech technological companies, whether it's from mobile point of view, um, systematic point of view, techno technological point of view, or PC. Um, not only that, but also, you know, investments, assessments, assets, you know, a little bit of everything. Hell, I think they even invested and in, I think they own like a couple of sports teams in Japan. So, so they're big players. They're big players. Okay. Uh, back in 2016, they bought, uh, SoftBank bought uh, the British chip designer Arms for about $12 billion dollars. Today, NVIDIA is the proud owner of ARMS, and the deal is worth $40 billion. And this is going to play hugely in the tech, in, in the tech market. Not only, not only in the tech market, but in specific areas, smartphones, the mobile technology market, PC, PC data centers, um, and it's crazy. It looks to me that Nvidia wants to corner the market, mm. so to speak, in a way. They want to do it so they have a piece of the pie in every market that is out there from a technology point of view. What does SoftBank get in return? They get something really interesting. It's been reported that SoftBank is going to get a combination of cash and share stocks in this transition of NVIDIA. And as of now, that will make them the, the largest shareholders in NVIDIA stocks. Quick question. Mm -hmm. So you think this uh, transaction has something to do with the fact that, you know, they're new... Their newest uh, uh, chipset or whatever that they're selling, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. um, is not is uh, cheaper than the previous edition. Like, does it affect it, or they're like, we don't care because you know, haha, we're making money or something. Okay, does yeah. that have any influence? Um, I would say so. Yeah. Um, just in case if you're wondering what cats, what we are cats are talking about. Uh, earlier this week as well, Nvidia had a press conference. Releasing their new graphic card chip set for PC gaming and everything, and everything, um, and they're selling it at a ridiculously cheap price that they sold their last board, their last graphics card, at almost about a grand. Really high performance, like high performance, state of the art. You can do multiple things with it at the same time. Now, great for streaming, great for gaming, great for, for video editing, and so on and so forth. Their new card is going to be cost a fraction of that. Does the same thing, but 10 times better. And they're, when I mean fraction of the cost, I mean they're selling it at... They're selling the card and not making profit off of it. 
They're willing to lose a profit. But as I mentioned, they wouldn't care because... No, they wouldn't care because, okay, now now they got this new company, now they got this new uh, thing, arms. Um, now it's like, okay, we can dip our... We can, like, we can get into the mobile market in terms of cell phones, tablets, and stuff like that. We can get into... We can improve our PC gaming um, infrastructure with with this and this and this, you know. Or we can sell servers, or we can sell this, or we can sell that. Now we have the technology. Now we have the motherboards. Now we have the chips and stuff like that. So this is good, or this is good and bad. Good because it's a, it was a power move for both companies. Bad because we don't know. If Nvidia is going to be up in the game for this, and a lot of and a lot of countries have their own like antitrust um, legislation that that they might say, yeah, well, you know, it's okay to come here, we'll be on board, or they're going to say, no, you got to either revamp it or we're not, or we're going to reject. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll reject the sale in as much so as they'll be like, you won't be operating in our country. Yeah, you know that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So we just gotta wait and see if, if who's gonna willing to take this uh, merger on. Yeah, maybe for sure here the United States, but you know it might have to pass through uh, that legislation. Yeah, we 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 got we definitely have to wait and see. Um, we don't know what's going to happen, but if anything, it, it's just going to be something crazy. Um. It's it's this is going to make or break a lot of industries one way or another whether they like it or not, mm-hmm. and it's going to people. It is really going to affect people. So we're going to wait and see about that. Mm-hmm. Um, not only that, but another huge um, announcement that came out was Oracle and TikTok. So, just in case if you didn't wonder, TikTok was on the brink of being banned here from the United States due to certain things that we're not going to get into. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and they were in a bidding war, a proposal war, to see who was going to take up the responsibility of TikTok here in the United States. Mm-hmm. Everyone thought that Microsoft was going to get it. There was a bunch of companies that wanted to do it. A bunch of companies wanted it, but it was Microsoft that was leading the charge. Why? Because they're Microsoft. <laughs> Turns out that the one team, the one company that won it was Oracle. So, uh, congratulations to Oracle. Congratulations to TikTok. And congratula- congratulations to every person who, every TikTok user your app is still alive. What does it mean in the long run? We don't know. We don't know if... Uh, we, we don't know what's going to happen with it, how it's going to be, and what the structure to it is going to be about. But, you know, for now, it's safe. Maybe a couple of days or so, they're gonna, maybe they might talk about it and see, like, okay, well... How much is the deal? Remember, remember, it's not completely finished. They just win the bid. Yeah. But it looks like progress is 
you know, coming up, and we just need to see. Yeah, so this is going to be interesting. This is this is going to be uh, interesting from within the next couple of days, or you know, next year, because. Um, we just we just got to see what's going to go, what's going to happen next year, and and everything like that. So, moving right along from that, um, for many of you who just you know slept under a rock on this one, um, and it's going to be quite interesting. Hasbro. Hasbro in the next couple weeks is going to have their f Hasbro Con, Hasbro Plus Con, Pulse Con. You know, it's going to be on September 25th and 26th. Um, I don't know how they're going to be doing it, and it's and uh, if it's going to be online, if people can see it and stuff like that. So. We just gotta wait and see. But they're gonna have a special guest. They're gonna have the cast of the new season of Power Rangers, Beast Morphers, and they're gonna have the one, the only, Ernie Hudson. Huh. So. Does it say what he's gonna be there for besides, boy, apparently Ghostbusters? Uh, I don't know. He's just gonna show up and be there. Bro, so. He's probably got some surprises in store. Right, yeah. See, and not only that, but the you can pre-order some of the exclusives that they have. Um, and they do do they do have some pretty good ones, some interesting ones. You know, you have your you know your Power Rangers, your Transformers, you know, Marvel. So it doesn't look that bad. Like for example, you have. Uh, Transformers, Generations, War of Cybertron Deluxe, Centurion Drone, and it's going for thirty bucks. Yeah, it looks it doesn't look that bad, you know. But um, so yeah, so we're gonna try and see we can get a pretty good idea on all this stuff, everything here, and um, you know we'll give you an on that. But one of the biggest news that came out of it is that. There was a really great, awesome game that came out back in the day, and it was called Hero Quest. Mm -hmm. It's going to make a comeback, and it is awesome sauce. Hero Quest was like was like Dungeons and Dragons. Like, I hate to use this analogy, but I'm, I'm going to say it is like it's Dungeons and Dragons, like on crack. And um, <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but I have to. It was an awesome game. It was an awesome board game. You actually had figures and stuff like that. You had miniatures and everything. You could actually set up uh, the adventure into a big board. It, like, like it, it's, 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 it's really awesome. It's really awesome. It's really big. And then they had expansion sets where you can actually add on to it. So you can actually make like a cardboard like castle. And you could just like open it up and you had multiple levels. You know, so it was like that awesome. So... Hasbro is going to bring that back. And the company that is going to help Hasbro is uh, Avalon Hill. They used to have been owned by Wizards of the Coast. Mm -hmm. 
And they are really good at resurrecting a lot of good, like, a lot of games. Like, uh, The Betrayal of the House on the Hill is a good one. Uh, Diplomacy, Diplomacy and Civilization, really great game that they did. And, um, yeah, I honestly can't wait. So, let's just hope that they have this coming out. You know, give it, give it like an up-to-date look. Maybe some new stuff to go with it. An expansion set or two. I hope the price is not stupid, really ridiculous as, as it was back in the day. Mm. You know, and I hope they don't sell it like how Gloomhaven was. Because, don't get me wrong, I like, I love Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven is a really awesome board game. I'm not going to spend $200 on it. <laughs> <laughs> But it's a great game. I've played it. It's a great game. I don't have $200 for it. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to uh, our two biggest news stories. Um, first is Microsoft and Sony. Yes. So uh, Microsoft this week announced the release date and the pricing for their new for their new generation of consoles, the Siri X and Siri S. They're going to be released on November 19th, and it's going to be a global release. Not only that, they already gave out the official pricing for it, and the official pricing is the following. The Siri S is going to cost $299. Pretty much $300. Round it up. The Series X, on the other hand, is going to be $500. But, if you don't have the means or the funds to buy one on the spot, they'll let you they'll let you pay for it in installments. Put it on hold for you. This is how it's going to work. Say if you wanted a Series X, it's going to be $35 for 24 months. Not only that, you're going to get some additional bonuses with it once you're done paying it off you get yourself a new console access to an access uh, access to over 100 games on the Xbox uh, Game Pass plus multiplayer gaming via Xbox Live Gold so you're getting all of that this bundle also goes with the Series S and the Series S is going to be $25 and just to let you guys know the Series S is the 100% all-digital one. So the all-digital one is $300. Now, there's also rumors that they're going to come out with a third console. And this third console is going to be sandwiched in between the S and the X. It's going to be stronger than the S, but it's not going to be too strong as the X. So that's going to be something really interesting. Mm. Now, here's a predicament with Sony. Because of the because of this leak and everything like that from, from Xbox, and they had made the this puts Sony into the corner. This puts Sony up to a wall. Um, like I said earlier this year, all what Sony did was doing with the uh, the inevitable announcement of the PS5. They were just Cartman landing it. In <laughs> other words. 
they were trying to hype it up, but not gave a damn about it at the same time. Yeah. Look what happened. It bit them in the butt. They shot themselves in the foot. You know? Microsoft came out, like, nonchalantly just like, okay, it's leaked. Okay, you know what? Boom. Here we go. Here's the price. Here's the release date. Oh, and if you want to pre-order, you can pre-order in uh, the 22nd of September. For what? For the Series X or the Series S. Uh, and Sony is not saying nothing yet. Until, Until this Wednesday. At 1 p.m. Uh, Pacific, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern. Yes. And uh, as of right now, I'm hanging on by a thread because now they better say something. Because I'm like, dude, I'm waiting too long. I'm already starting to invest my money in other stuff, and well, yeah. if they don't, if they say something that either displeases me or or worse, they're like, "Oh, you can make coffee with it," you know, and then we but but uh, more news to come, uh, you know. Yeah. So like so yeah. So this is what Sony needs to do. They have to if they have to sell the 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 digi- the PS5 digital at a loss. They might have to settle, sell it at a loss. They can't price it stupidly high. Mm. I think they're scrambling because it's like, okay, if we got to sell it at a loss, okay, how are we going to sell it at a loss? So the world's going to wait until Wednesday to see whether or not, when's the release date, which we've already said it's going to be between the second or third week of November. And, um, and two, is it going to be worth, excuse me, folks. And two, if the pricing is justified, are they going to sell it as a loss? Are they not going to sell it at a loss? Is it going to be worth it? What am I getting out of it? Are they going to do like a little mini bundle like Microsoft is doing? You know? So many stuff. And just to let you guys know, we'll do a special podcast right after watching the press conference for the PS5 announcement and so on and so forth on Wednesday. So we'll let you know our thoughts and what we think about it and everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And uh, before we go, another topic that we're going to be talking about, the Oscars. So, apparently the Oscars has, I'm just going to say it, they shot themselves in the foot. Because they wanted to do something, they wanted to change the rules a little bit. They wanted to change the rules to... Well, well, they're bringing about more diversity. Yeah, but forced diversity. Because it sounds like it. It sounds like they're forcing people to acknowledge it. And don't get me wrong, I'm all for diversity. I really am. But not how the way they word it, or how the way they express it, or how the way they want it. Yeah, ever since then, I was, uh, by the way, this, well, they released it, we're looking at the press release, and they released it on the Tuesday, September 8th. Yes. So, there's, obviously, there's some people 
who who are for it, you know, they have they're entitled to say yes, I'm for this, and there's other people who are saying I'm against it. Right. And um, sorry about that. Um, yeah, like I remember I read a tweet from uh, Viola Davis. Oh, actually, that was from Variety. I can. Uh, yeah, yeah. She uh, she said something about it, and I totally agree what she said because it kind of diminished what the actor wants to do on screen. You know? Ah, here. Um, um, well, this hap- this tweet happened on the, the 9th of May uh, 2019, last year. And she's talking about, you know, okay, it, it, I'm reading the tweet here. It says, Viola Davis doesn't want to be a part of an inclusion writer. Uh, quote, I don't want to be a part of any piece of paper that has to force people to see me. Right. And I, and I, and I get what she's saying. I really get what she's saying because it's kind of forcing people to, like, acknowledge. Yeah, but I think what Hollywood is doing is, well... Because people are saying, well, it's not just the actors and actresses that are at issue here when it comes to diversity. There's also um, the issue of, well, I guess they're saying, like, you know, there's the, the people behind the camera and stuff like that. Right. And, um... I know that... I know well, truth the... be told, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, of course, they're, they're going to hire a, a, a certain group more than others. Right. If, if they're going for it that way, okay, I'm all right for it. You know, I believe in that. I do believe that diversity should be in, in all shapes and forms and sizes in every workforce, in every industry in the world. I do believe that. But don't force it onto people. Don't force it onto an industry. Not like how the way the Oscars are doing it. And also, I think, too, the reason why they were doing this was because... Your foreign films have become more diverse. Foreign films have become more of a staple now. They've become, they've kind of eclipsed Hollywood in a way. Don't believe me? Okay. Last year, who won? Who, like who won? Uh, Best Picture. Parasite. Nobody didn't see that coming. couple years ago who won best foreign film Roma best director from you know from Roma as well Uh, right excuse me there's more and more films there's more and more foreign films from different markets um that are pushing the limit and testing the rules and trying to step trying to push the boundaries of the film you know and they're foreign films they don't speak English and since this movie was in, made in uh, South Korea I mean the whole production was uh, made in Korea right right so this could potentially lead to uh, loopholes mm-hmm so that, well I guess in one sense this will force people to get creative but maybe not in a good way, like back in the day, with, right? Uh, um, 
well, I have to because they're part of history. The uh, House of Un-American House of Un-American Activities Committee, with in combination with the Hayes Code at uh-huh. the time, you know, like um, how how to show women in film or whatever. So, I guess they're. Um, you know, what people did was, you know, they loophole it, you know, like, oh, we'll make a biblical epic, you know, make a dance routine or something. Right. This time around, that's not the case. Right. And uh, it could, um, I mean, yes, it'll force actual creativity, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, this there is a potential that, you know, these, well, as far as best film is concerned, um, there could be uh, actual loopholes in this. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's see what they have to say. Yeah. So just to let you know, they're gonna they're gonna do a quote unquote test run on on these rules for the ninety fourth and ninety fifth Oscars, uh, two thousand uh twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three respectively, and they won't go into full effect until. The 96th edition of the Oscars, 2024. So, they're saying by the time the 96th edition, 2024 Oscars, a film must have two out of the four following standards that will deem it eligible. And here are the four standards. Um, they're using letters here. So, standard A, on-screen representation, themes, uh, all I have to include the comma because that means inclusive. So, on-screen representation, comma, themes, and narratives. Okay, so... Oh, um... A good example would be... Hold on, hold on. It says, to achieve standard A, the film must meet one of the following criteria. So, uh... I guess we'll just read the first one in depth. So the first one is uh, A1. Uh, it says lead or significant supporting actors. So the rule for that subcategory uh, is uh, at least one of the lead actors or significant supporting actors is from an unrepresented racial or ethnic group. And the list is uh, Asian, Hispanic, Latinx, um, Black, slash African American, Indigenous, slash Native American, slash Alaskan Native, uh, Middle Eastern slash North African, Native Hawaiian, or other Pacific Islander, and uh, other underrepresented race or ethnicity. Mm-hmm. And then standard B is creative leadership and project team. To achieve standard B, the film must meet one of the criteria. Oh, by the way, in standard A, there's we just at the first one there was like two more. So what's mm-hmm. one of them in um, B? Other key roles, at least six, six, yes, you heard me, six other crew teams and technical positions, excluding uh, production assistants, are from an underrepresented racial or ethnic group. These positions include, but not, not are limited, limited to, first AD, graffler, script uh, supervisor, and etc., etc., so, in other words, the workers, the behind-the-screen people. So they need at least six. Right. Mm. I think people will be actually, like I said, 
you know, um, loopholes. Well, they might do their quota here, and that wouldn't be cool. Yeah. You could just hire six six people, and that, that'll be it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's loopholes, see? Yeah. There's already a loophole in effect. So, if I made a movie, I'm done. Six people. I can get them anywhere. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, well, hold on. Uh, standard C... Um, industry access and opportunities. So here it says, to achieve standard C, the film must meet both criteria below. And criteria one and criteria two are? Well, C1 is uh, paid apprenticeship and internship opportunities. And C2 is training opportunities and skills development, uh, parentheses, crew. So, for example, for C2, uh, the film's production, distribution, and or financial company offers training and or work opportunities for below-the-line skill development to people from the following underrepresented groups. Women, uh, racial or ethnic group, LGBTQ. Is that a plus? Yes, that's a plus. LGBTQ plus, And people with cognitive or physical disabilities, comma, or who are deaf or hard of hearing. Yeah, it's, it's a lot to digest. Well, you have to do both of them. Yeah. And then you have standard D, audience development. To achieve standard D, the film must must meet the criteria below. So there's only one. And that's uh, representation in markets, publicity, and distribution. So, yeah. So, in, so in, in short... Oh, sorry, folks. Oh, oh, by the way, uh, before you go on, it says uh, in bold print, all categories other than Best Picture will be held to their current eligibility requirements. So films in these specialty feature categories like uh, animated feature film, documentary feature, international f- uh, feature film, etc., etc., submitted for Best Picture slash general entry consideration will be addressed separately. That means they're going to try to rig it. So. Hmm. Well, the problem is, was there an animated feature that actually got nominated for Best Picture in the history of the Oscars? Yeah, Beauty and the Beast lost. Oh, uh, that was what ninety one, ninety two. Who did it lose to? Are you sure? Well, I yeah. gotta, I gotta check that out later. Yeah, I think it was Beauty and the Beast. I know the Little Mermaid. Uh, when the Little Mermaid came out, uh, there was talk of it being nominated for um, Best Feature. But instead, it got nominated. Best, best Animated? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it could be a, a game changer if that happened. Yeah, but... Mm-hmm. So... All in all, what? you think there's possible... Well, I already named one loophole already. Um, yeah. But do you think, uh, as a whole, this whole diversity uh, rules for Best Picture, because we're talking about Best Picture, um, do you think it'll uh, be good for the industry, or will no. it actually be a setback? It'll be more setback and harm. Mm. Yeah, because you're... you're you're telling you're, t- you're like you're basically telling your audience here's a diverse cast of 
of actors and actresses. They can act. That's basically it. Uh, I mean, I know there's there's some other people are, are commenting like, um, well, I guess I'm using a historical uh, perspective in my argument, you know, with the HOAC and the uh, Hayes Code. Um, there's going to be some loopholes. Other, if there's not loopholes, the the least it's doing is forcing. Well, not forcing. Um, well, people got to get more creative. But what happens if you got a genuine film that is a great contender for best film, and yet somehow um, it doesn't? Well, you know, it doesn't meet the criteria, even though we know. Everyone know, would know that it is a great film that is worthy of uh, at least a nomination. Mm-hmm. So, what's going to happen there? I mean, for yeah. example, if we had another uh, Korean movie, you know, with all mm-hmm. Korean ensemble, you know, all Korean cast, all Korean um, actors, actresses, crew, whatever, you know, and all that, you know, supervisor, mm-hmm. marketing, all that. And it's going to be contender for uh, best picture. Mm-hmm. Would something like that fall in this criteria? No, I, th- I think it wouldn't. I think what they want to do is like they want to. Well, at least it'll, you know, like I said with my example, at least it'll be criteria B. <laughs> yeah. Um. What I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to limit certain films or certain companies or certain types of films to be mainstays, to to be like the here and the now. Like, for example, John Wick series. Great series. Now, say, let's say, let's say John Wick got nominated for an Oscar, right? Say for best picture. What's it going against? Oh, okay, a couple of dramas, a couple of, like you know dramas that are made in America, uh, you know an autobiography film about somebody, you know so on and so forth. Okay, and then you have something as in like the Littlest Rabbit. Makes no sense. Which country though? No, no, I'm just saying. Okay, makes no sense. It's different. It's odd. Let's say it's from Luxembourg. But they do meet all the criteria. Would people want to see something as Luxembourg? They don't know who the actors are or the actresses are. Maybe they might be beginners. Maybe, you know... They, um, they must have cut corners for something, to 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 be a finalist or something like that. They don't know, we don't know, and it's it's really vexing. It really is because it's just like they're opening up the door for for not a lot of people. No, no, I wouldn't say open up the door. It's closing the door on creativity, originality, a lot of actors who don't need something like this to show yes I am a very good actor actor or actress yes I can do these roles 
I am quite good at it. Don't give me a role that I didn't earn because you guys feel bad. Well, the only way, well, the only way we'll have to know for sure is uh, see the prelim. Uh, mm-hmm. See what's what. nominated and see what isn't. So. No, no, no. I mean, uh, yeah, see the prelims and see if it can actually be viable for, uh, you know, the 96th Oscars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So without further ado, that is it. Thank you guys so much for listening to us this week. I hope you guys have a great time. I hope you guys had a great show with us. Please stay safe outside. Please wear a mask. Please take care of yourselves. Show some respect to one another. And just be the greatest person that you can be. Alright. Until then, I am Captain Katz. And we are Katz. Alright. Thank you guys so much. I hope you guys have a great, a great week. A wonderful week. Stay safe out there. Put on a mask. Wash your hands. So, you know, physical distancing, social distancing, you know, and when people tell you to put on a mask, just put on a mask. You know, don't, don't make a spectacle out of it. And, uh, you know, try to limit, you know, group activities to better, uh... To a minimum. Yes. Yeah. All right, then. So, without further ado, take care, have a good one, have a wonderful week, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you guys in... We'll see you guys on Wednesday for the special podcast edition of the PS5. Well, we thought about it, and then we'll be back on our usual time with our usual crazy adventures of surfing the internet. Until then, take care. Yo-ho!